Welcome into the Fairweather Podcast, where we discuss all things San Diego Loyal Soccer Club. The Fairweather Podcast is brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network and sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. Hello, we're live. Oh, and Alan is drinking coffee. Maybe spicy. I am. It's. I wish. It's been a long day. I need actual real coffee. I don't need any of that sleepy stuff. How are you doing? Uh, I'm good. It's uh, Thursday, I guess, Mm -hmm. before a long weekend for everyone. I don't really have weekends, but (laughs) that's okay. I feel the vibe. It feels like a Friday, and I'm happy for today's episode. Really excited. Yeah, me as well. Uh, It's been a day for me. Um, First off, Chris can't make it right now. He's doing some family stuff, so we wish Chris the best, and uh, it's always good to be, have spend some time with family digitally or not. Um, so mm-hmm. hi to Chris's family. Yeah. So I was elected to represent California teachers at the national education associations representative assembly. So right now is supposed to be in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, representing and voting and passing things for the next year for the teachers union, but we can't. So, uh, we've been doing it digitally. So I literally was on a phone call till like two minutes ago just debating the budget. So that's what I've been doing today, 9 to 11, noon to 3, 3 to 5. And so now I get to talk about soccer. Uh, we have a lot of exciting news. They just dropped the schedule. Uh, so if you haven't seen it, check it out. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about the groups and the schedule next week. We'll kind of break some stuff down. We want to spend some time digesting it, doing some research. We don't want to just shoot from the cuff. Right. Uh, there Back is to, like real research, like how we right? did in the beginning. <laughs> right, right. Uh, and then tonight at eight thirty, um, on Orange and Black Soccer Cast, uh, which is also streamed on YouTube, is the Group B Group B breakdown. We have representatives from all five teams um, in our div- group uh, talking, kind of breaking it down. So uh, if you have that free time, come check it out. Um, and I'll probably try to ask. We'll put it out in the special uh, podcast through Fairweather in case you miss it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anything else going on in your life, Marissa? No. Um, you know, it's every day is a new day, and I'm positive. You know, you know how I am. I'm sure right. you catch all my positivity on Twitter. So, but uh, yeah, it's been a good week. So I'm excited. Nice. It's a little different having it on Thursday and earlier. Like it feels right. a little off, but uh, mm. it's okay. We have a special guest and. We'll, uh, we do, and <laughs> I'm I'm super excited because I'm gonna get I'm gonna tell him why I'm super excited when I ask the question. But I'm super excited to have him on um, since he's signed with the team. I've been looking forward to interview him. Uh, he has played with some pretty historic uh, USL and MLS franchises, but now he gets uh, wearing the beautiful stone logo and the amazing loyal crest. Uh, today we're interviewing uh, Colin Martin, so let's bring him Ooh. on. Hey, Colin. How are you doing today? Good, good. Thanks for having me. How, how's training been treating you lately? Good, good. Yeah, it's gotten um, a little more serious the past two weeks. Um, so uh, it feels it feels real again. So for a while, it didn't feel that real when we were were training three three people to a field or um, when we couldn't tackle. But but now it feels it feels really w- real. So. It's been good. Yeah, you excited for that first matchup against Real Monarchs? Yeah, I am. I, I don't know a ton about um, that team, but um, 
but I'm excited and uh and it's 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 right around the corner i mean i can't it didn't feel like it was it was ever going to really happen so um here we are and uh yeah no i'm really excited and and um just looking forward to an actual competitive game so nice sure. uh, and like we always we like to do on this podcast is we like to get to know some of the players and get some background uh cuz in usl and even in mls Sometimes it's really hard to find information and kind of for you to get to tell your story. So uh, you grew up in Maryland. I know, uh, know you said on the supporters group um, last week that you started out really young, but you started your youth career in the D.C. United Youth Academy. Um, what was that like kind of growing up and being able to be in a youth academy like D.C. United? Yeah, so I actually started uh – with Bethesda Soccer Club, like probably when I was like three or four years old, it's, it's a, a pretty, uh, pretty big club in, in the DMV, and um, we uh, produced some, some, some pretty good, good players throughout the years. And um, uh, so I was there, and actually, my my two brothers coach for them now. My older brothers coach for them for the past like twelve years. Um, but then, yeah, I, I started at DC United Academy when I was probably like twelve or no, no, like 13, 14. Um, and I spent about four years there. Um, and it was great. I mean, it was, it was a unique situation because I was able to, um, I think when I was like 15 or 16, start training with the first team of Lewis Raw. So just like experiences like that, I mean, you're not going to be able to get that at, at your average club. Um, and it was uh, extremely competitive, really good players from all over the DMV. Um, and, yeah, it was it was a good experience overall. I mean, it definitely helped my path, um, leading towards yeah my professional career. So, and you did spend some time with the U.S. youth squad as well. The... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any from, fun? Uh, any fun you... stories from those times? Um, fun stories. Um, I don't know. U four. Yeah, so I started at the U fourteen level. U15, um, played a little bit of the U17, but didn't go to residency, which I was happy about. I, I didn't want to go down to Bradenton. I had done so many of those camps. I was like, I don't know if I need to be living there. Um, but uh, and I did uh, U20, and um, I'd say U20 was like was like where it felt like real. You know, like this, like this isn't like a joke anymore. This really matters. Um, it would have mattered if I played in the U17 World Cup, but I didn't. Um, but uh, I had a tab Ramos as my coach and it was like one of the first like big realizations where he kind of like put me in my place and was like, like I actually, I didn't, I didn't make the U20 world cup squad. And he was like, Hey, you're not fit. Like you need to be in a professional environment. Like, like there were some big wake up calls there, but, but I, I actually really enjoyed him as a coach and he, um, he always had looked out for me. So, um, so yeah. Do you know Tab Ramos? Personally, no. But like but the name, the yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like pretty well known as being one of the most respect, one of the more respected or most respected, uh, especially youth coaches in the um, yeah for uh, for a time. And so it's one of the, I've I've had some professors that were kind of like that. Like you respect them, and then when they put you in your place, like just once, it just takes that once, and it like shatters your world, but also yeah. like lifts you up at the same time. Yeah, yeah. There's a respect there, and 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 you respect the fact that he cares enough to 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 help you along with your career. Um, I actually have a funny story about Tab. So, 
when I was playing for Bethesda when I was like eight or nine, he had a big team um, in New Jersey called the New Jersey Gunners. And um, we played them and we like, we did really well. And like, and, and like, I don't know what the score was. It doesn't really matter. But he came up to our team after the game and it was kind of weird. Like we, like coaches don't normally come up to teams like that. Um, but he was like, uh, he was like, you guys played so well. Like it was incredible the way you passed the ball, the way like you, your, your technique, like you guys need to continue on with this. And then like a couple months later, we played them again and we like, completely just like we were like kicking long balls and we were kind of a mess and he he came up to after and he was like nope that's not how you do it so he um he was definitely very outspoken but i like i always kind of looked up to, to his advice and like and definitely was like trying to like emulate anything he had, he had to say for me so um so yeah definitely a role model for sure i nice. like that team name new jersey gunners yeah yeah <laughs> you know? i think that had Sorry. to be after Arsenal, I think. I think yes. that's what, yeah, I, I don't know. I never understood the teams that were named after like professional, like random professional teams. I never understood that. But I, I clearly that's that's that, that's all over the place. So. Yeah. I guess it could be worse. It could be like Green Hornets or like. Yeah, that could be pretty worse. Like, yeah. I forgot what my AYSO team <laughs> were, no. were, but they were just like pink. I don't know. I don't even remember what it was. I was just like, oh man. I think just sticking to the hometown or the city is a good is a good start. Yes. And then yeah. Green Hornets, you can add it on to the city name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The the Norwich team looked like the Green Hornets yesterday if you guys watched yep. that match. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't think they I'm did so, that. I am I am sad they're dropping out of the prem because I really enjoy oh. unique colors and yeah. There aren't too many yellows and greens out there. So well, the Canaries, right? I like that name, the Canary. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I pretty guess. solid crest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they like to play. They they have like a pretty off attacking style. Like they like to play mm-hmm. football, which is nice. But single tier. <laughs> uh, so you spent some time at Wake Forest. Uh, what was that transition like? Um, going from kind of an academy, like kind of a professional setup into a college career. Um, what was that transition like for you? So I graduated high school in three years, kind of knowing that I wanted to, to get get my start early with uh, um, either like, yeah, professional professionally or in college. Um, so I was young. And I, so my, my decision was either I was going to go to Germany in Hoffenheim. I had a, 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 a like a youth contract in place there or I had a, um, a, a chance to play at Wake. And um, I always wonder, like, if it would have been different if I would have gone to Germany at least for a year because it was like set up that like um I wouldn't get paid so that if it didn't work out in a year then I could go back to Wake or if it was Mm. if it was really great then I could maybe sign a contract um but Wake was good Wake was not really that great for me soccer wise just in terms of like I feel like there was there was a lot of off the field stuff that I was doing that probably wasn't great for my soccer (laughs) but um but it was good. I, I, I grew a lot as a person that year. Um, I became a better teammate, understood what it, what, it, what it was to really be a part of a team and be a better teammate. Um, but uh, but the, yeah, that season, it goes by so fast. And um, I wasn't really prepared for it. Um, it was just sort of a weird time for me. But I, I was also like kind of sort of like off the field growing a lot, trying to understand some things about myself. So. Um, but Wake's a special place. 
it's a it's a beautiful campus. I don't know if you've ever been. Um, and the team is is really special. Like the the like the guys that I met there, and like and just the culture of the team is like it's it's definitely one of the best setups in the country. If you're gonna go the college route, like I, I couldn't say enough about it. The school itself, I feel like there's some there's concerning things about the school and and um, and, and the way it's kind of run in, in, in certain ways. But um, mm-hmm. I, I won't I won't get you get into that and bore you guys. But that could probably be an episode in itself. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I don't know. Just like just a, a, any school in the South, like the frat culture, the uh, mm-hmm. um, who who literally built the school and like who's who's. Uh, so I don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. We got it. Um, <laughs> you end up um, on Richmond Kickers, which in the USL is kind of one of those storied franchises. It's. A pretty, you know, they've been in existence for quite some time, um, and you score your first career goal, and it happens in a playoff match against Charleston Battery. Um, mm. You want to tell us um, what was that like scoring your first career goal, and especially in a an important playoff match? Yeah, I don't really remember much. I didn't even know it was a playoff game. I'm I'm not even kidding. Um, uh, but the one thing I do remember is that my really good um, childhood friend actually died, which was really sad, like a couple weeks before the game. So I had wrote like on my wristband, um, like a m- little memorial with his name on it. And I was really trying to score a goal that game. And it's the only professional goal I've ever scored. So like maybe I need to like try harder and like really want to score a goal or something. I don't know. But, um, but I do remember it was with my left foot too, which was random. Um, so that was a, that, that was a special memory for sure. But I, I, I didn't even know that it was a playoff game. I thought it was like maybe the game to get into the playoffs. It was a playoff game. Like I don't even remember that. <laughs> according to according to your Wikipedia page, uh, it was like a quarterfinal round. It might have been like a play-in type of deal. Um, it might have been a play-in. That's that. That sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. Regardless, it was a important match for Richmond moving forward, and clearly an important, important personal kind yeah, of milestone. It was. it was, it was, yeah. That's the only goal I've scored, I think. Had a had a couple assists here or there, but um, but yeah, only goal. Which I hope we can change that this year. <laughs> we have a pretty assist already, so we will put it into the universe. It'll happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's one of those things, but I really need to focus on like. On if I like scoring, like it's it's something that really takes like a, like a like a, like extra drive. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Like obviously they talk about like like forwards mentality or scoring mentality. Like, mm-hmm. like I had that when I was little, but like ever since I became a pro, it's just been like, like it's I'm not as hungry for it. like like I don't know. Mm-hmm. Not that I like like assist more. It's just I, I don't know. I think it's, it's that determination and like, Landon's been helping me a little bit about like literally running and getting into the spot at least. And then like, like, it's not like you're going to have to score like crazy goals. Like a lot of it is just getting in the right spot and like putting in the effort to get in like a place for, for like simple, like, like rebounds and tap-ins and maybe a ball gets bounced back out and I'm there, you know? So um, it's something I'm, I'm definitely thinking about. So. 
Well, if you do score a goal, we'll we'll know that it it was because you came on this podcast and you were talking about it, and it's all up to us. So I'm sure you'll credit us in the post game interview or something. I will. Um, I will. If I do <laughs> score that first one, I'll credit you guys in the post game. Okay. Awesome. If we can get that interview, whatever that yeah, if that happens. Yeah. Well, yeah. If we're even allowed anywhere yeah. near you, and yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Socially distant interview. Yeah. yeah. They're doing them now on some of the matches. It feels so weird. Like on the end of the yeah. PSL challenge, it's like, okay, I'm going to talk. And then they go all the way over there. I'm like, oh, this is so weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. They need, like, the broadcast needed, I think, because there's yeah. there's, there's less going on in general. So it, it, it helps to add some more insight. Right. It's the first time a selfie stick is, a, is appropriately used, I think. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're going to do the interview and I'm going to. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, stick it on front of me. Yeah. I guess that's better than like wearing your mask. I mean, not that I'm anti-mask, but like you wear your mask. Yeah. Then they can't. And you can't hear you. Yeah. It's a little yeah, weird. Your lips or anything. So <laughs> glad we're doing this through the computer right now, so we don't have to wear. Right. Our yeah. <laughs> yeah so I'm gonna a- go ahead. Yeah, this is I'm- your time, I think, to geek out. Right? I know you. I'm gonna geek, geek out, out a little this. bit. So. <laughs> I was two years ago in Minnesota for a teacher convention. And on 4th of July, I happened to be like, hey, Minnesota's in town. I can get to this game. So like the last minute, I bought a ticket. Um, So like almost two years ago, I was in Minnesota. um, And I was there to support uh, Minnesota United more as just like a general soccer fan. And it was the first MLS match I had ever been in like been to live. I've watched them on TV, but never been to live. What's that? Who, who are we playing? Columbus? You're Toronto. Toronto. And you came on as a sub in the 70th night, 79th minute. Yeah. Uh, this was uh, Darwin Quintero had already scored a hat trick. Yeah. 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 It was, was a fourth game. three match. Amazing game. You came on as a sub and I remember yeah. being hyped. Um, so that's why I bought this. Amazing. At that match uh, to help support uh both what you were doing at the time uh and what you continue to do um so that's why i'm i nerded out a little bit when you signed i was like oh he was he played in the first ever mls game i ever went to it was kind of random in minnesota Uh, what was your what was your time like in minnesota um in general um and then specifically that that year was a big year for you professionally Yeah. yeah um what was that like for you both playing in Minnesota and also um, kind of that big step you took professional personally and professionally um, in Minnesota, actually like, I think it was like five days prior to that 4th of July match. Yeah. Minnesota. Um, it was great. My, my first four seasons in, in DC were tough. I had some injuries. I was um, really learning what it takes to be a pro and like, I just didn't um, have the best start. And so I needed like a fresh, just fresh new beginning. And um, I was starting to understand my, my sexuality at the time. So like being able to go to a new new city and a new team and kind of start fresh was huge for me. Um, and so I'd say that first season was great because I was sort of kind of getting my feet under myself and, um, and, I, and I showed up really ready. I was fit and, um, and I, I didn't get to play much at the start, but I had a good end of the year, the first year. Um, and for the most part, like all the guys knew on the team that I was gay and, um, 
and a lot of the staff knew, I think the coaches knew, um, and I was just really well, well supported. And, um, and so the second season came along and, um, and during that middle of the summer, I was, I was, I was playing a little bit too, playing, uh, playing some games, which, um, was great for me. And, um, and yeah, just because of the support of the team and, um, and obviously with the playing for pride, I'm, I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about it. I, I decided to come out. And, um, and that day I did, I didn't get to play in the game. And like, I had played like maybe like, like the two games before. So, um, I think people were like, Oh, why didn't you play or whatever? But, um, when I was able to play, um, against Toronto July 4th, like, like I got like a huge standing ovation from the crowd when I came in and that was like really special. I, I remember seeing Michael Bradley on the field for Toronto, like looking over being like, what's going on? Like who, who like, like, I don't even know who I subbed it on for, but he was like looking at me like, like, what's the, what's the, I don't know if he knew what was going on, but he was like, what is the deal here? Like, this is not your normal sub. Um, and so, yeah, like that, that, that's a memory I'll never forget. Um, for sure. And, um, and yeah, just the, just thinking about how much of a daunting task that always seemed to me coming out. Um, and knowing that in the end I had a really, really positive perception. Um, it, 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 it was, it, it was really special and just, just being like completely supported by the team that I was on like that, that, uh, that meant a lot to me. And, um, it, it was a big reason why this transition so far in terms of that stuff has been super smooth and easy. And, um, and even my transitions from, from Minnesota was, was, was like, I had no problems and, um, but yeah, yeah. Soccer wise, it could have been better. The, the third season was really tough because I had, I had like built up a lot of this, this, this work from the first two seasons and, um, and I had more eyes on me and I really wanted to do well. And uh, it just didn't happen. We had a really good team. We brought in two really veteran guys in the center midfield, and I just didn't play. Um, and even, but when I did play, I thought I did well. Um, I, I made only like three appearances, um, had an assist in, in, in the one game I started. Um, I did well in the Open Cup game against them, played against Sporting Kansas City. Um, we won, but that was the only uh, Open Cup game I got to play in, and we went to the final. So it was, it was just tough for me. Um, but, uh, but that's why like this year, I'm just like, I I'm really looking for, I mean, obviously the pandemic happened, but I was looking forward to just playing a bunch of games and just really enjoying it. Um, but yeah, starting next, uh, next Saturday, Friday, um, the 11th. <laughs> what day is it anyways? <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> yeah. Good start. And, um, mm -hmm. yeah, from then I just, I'm really looking forward to just, uh, a season with this team and, 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 and being a part of it any way I can. So, yeah, it was quite moving to hear the fans support you as you subbed on. Um, yeah. You never know being kind of outside the community and not really knowing what to expect from the home fans. I thought it was uh, a, a very nice touch. Um, and I, I thought it really spoke to uh, what players like you represent to sports fans in general is just more representation um, from a diverse group of people. And um, yeah, I hang this scarf up in my classroom um, just awesome. and the kids walk by every day, like as they enter the classroom, it's on the, it covers one of my windows because I don't have blinds. That's uh, so I hang up soccer scarves and that's one of them. Nice. What year do you teach? I teach middle school. Oh, cool. And I what? Teach middle school. All subjects? Um, music. Music. Awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah, so he my created band, our it, intro song. That's yeah. like officially. That's me playing like, everything but drums. That's yeah. a drum track, and then everything else is me playing guitar, bass, trombone. That's uh, so yeah. So I realized that when you see that kind of response, you see that need of that voice represented in the community. It's like, as an t- educator, it's really important that my students know that when you walk into my classroom, doesn't matter who you are, you know, you're going to get a good education. You're going to be welcomed. You're going to be respected for who you are. Um, and knowing that there are role models out there who you, we can point to and say, look at this strong individual. Um, that's what this, you know, and what you did represented. And, you know, I, I'm on behalf of some of my students who that has helped. Um, yeah. just want to say thanks. Um, I appreciate that. That's, that's, that's really nice. And, um, I, I've said, I'll, I'll give you two things. First, when I moved to Minnesota, I didn't know a lot about it. Um, and my mom, I always, I always joked in, in, in interviews, she was like, she was really worried how like accepting Minnesota was going to be in comparison to DC. And like, little did she know, it's like the most accepting place. Um, Cause she was like worried about the Midwest and like what that even means. And, um, and that just wasn't the case. Like the people there just completely were supportive and, um, and you feed off that. Like if I was in a different city, I don't know if I would have came out. So like the fans and the community and uh, itself, and even like, like my best friend that I met there who was gay, he was a big reason why I came out. Like he really helped me and was like, and was like, you know, you actually need to, um, you need to come out. Like, this is a big deal. Like, and, and, and I didn't, I didn't even know. So he, he was like, he gave me a lot of courage and actually helped me with my statement um, as well. And so, um, fans and the community like goes a long way just as much as like that your, your team is important. If my team was as, as incredible as they were, but I was in a, a city or a country where that just wasn't accepted, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't have come out. I would have been content with what I had and I wouldn't have come out. So, um, I think a lot of the credit goes to that city and that state and the people there. Um, and, and the club for providing an opportunity where I could share my experience or share my coming out with the pride night, you know? And I think most mm-hmm. teams do have that, but if they didn't, if they didn't have a pride night, I think it wouldn't have been as special. So. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I, you know, it, it, a little bit, a li- little bit disappointed that we're not able to have one of those and maybe they'll do something like that uh, with the loyal and um, you I guess signed with Loyal in February, and then in March, we had what one one home match and one away match, and then you're done. Um, but I think that you know, just following some of the stuff on your your Twitter feed and really being involved in, you spoke a little bit about the community, I guess, in in Minnesota. Can you speak to a little bit about how your experience in San Diego has been? Knowing that, I mean, obviously the play on the field. We haven't seen too much of that, um, but can you kind of talk to how your involvement here in in San Diego community um, has really evolved since you arrived? Yeah, um, it's been tough because I I haven't been able to really be in the community as much as I I wish I had been um, mm-hmm. because when I got here in January we pretty much started preseason. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. since this place is amazing, we spent all preseason here, which was fantastic. Um, yeah. But. Uh, but it's not like I had a ton of time to kind of socialize and and, mm-hmm. and be up in Hillcrest and kind of get to get a, get a feel for for what that 
um, neighborhood is like in, in other neighborhoods in San Diego. I, I've been to South Park a lot, North Park too, and I, and I love those places. Um, I'm thinking about maybe moving there next year if I have, um, if I can. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, no, I'm just sort of getting used to the city and, 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 mm-hmm. and I've been this, this whole new, new start has been great for me, but not being able to meet friends and, and, and get to know the city, like on a, on a deeper level, that's been obviously the, mm-hmm. a, a bummer, but I mean, that's the case with everyone right now. So right. it's, it's I'm, I'm trying to be um, positive for the most part, but, um, but yeah, no, like I haven't been able to be out in the community as much as I, as I wish, you know, um, I had, mm-hmm. I'd been going to the art museum and, um, in Balboa a couple of times and, and, and visiting some, just that I was starting to go visit some galleries in La Jolla. Um, and so like, I was really starting to try to, uh, immerse myself in like the art, uh, community here too, but just mm-hmm. that, like, um, as the pandemic really started, um, I was kind of stripped of all that. So, yeah. And like, yeah, friends, and even like my sister lives here. I haven't really been able to see her too, you know? So, Oh, wow. It's sad, <laughs> but yeah. Well, we'll all get together soon, I'm sure, and you'll get to experience it fully. Um, so, you know, we've all been like on lockdown and a, a lot of the things that we've been talking to uh, with some of the players is, you know, what, the, what they're doing during lockdown and kind of like how they're spending their free time. And you mentioned museums, but I think that was before the lockdown. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we have this theme here on our show and we kind of talk about food a lot. Mm-hmm. And Chris, you know, this is kind of like an ode to Chris too, because he's, you know, that's one of the things that we, we all bond in. And yeah. um, so have you been able to, you know, now that there's like takeout and delivery options, have you been able to experience any of the San Diego food scene or are you cooking more like at uh, home? I'm cooking a, a good amount and, and and actually the club provides us like with meals at the training center which has been great um mm. so um but I, I i cook most breakfast and then i i've been picking up lunch and dinner a decent amount at the training center um mm-hmm. but no i haven't been able to I, I like i love going out to eat that's like that's my like that's my pleasure and mm-hmm. i've been able to, to do a ton um communal is my favorite coffee shop in south park nice um, i can tell you that for a fact. You know they have two locations, right? Two South locations. Park. Yep. Yes. And um and North North yep. Park, I guess. Yep. Yeah. On the way to Hillcrest, right? Yes, yes. And so I've been I've been to both. I like the South yes. Park one a little bit better, but they're both cool. Um yes. but uh Oh communals. Couple bar pre pandemic. Um but restaurants like I haven't like really like had a like balled out and had like a really nice like uh dinner out anywhere um recently and i'm and i'm not supposed to really say this but um but uh before i really found out that we're not even supposed to really going to go to restaurants anymore um like during this whole thing i went to um what's that italian place in um in near in south park um they have like a couple locations it's like Mm. um Mm. i I started this without knowing it can I search something in it? <laughs> oh, yeah, but, I don't. But um, anyways, like I had like a crazy octopus like salad and it was really good. Oh, um, that does but, sound uh, good. But that's something I look forward to more. It's like going to more restaurants. Yeah. Well, the, yeah, they're open. And I mean, I've experienced, I've been to a few 
Oh, uh, Bona Forchetta. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I just I googled Italian South Park and it came yeah. up. So <laughs> I, I, I should have been able to do that. You're, 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 yeah. yeah, I knew yeah. you were talking about, but I couldn't remember the name either. I was like, ah, what? Yeah. It's uh. it was good. I went for lunch. It was super chill, super awesome. Yeah, I liked nice. it. Um, but I know there's like, like in Little Italy, I've been to a couple places, but. Not enough. Yeah, yeah Teca is my favorite in Little Italy. So if you get a chance, they have, they do have a patio, which um, I believe is open right now too. So you get your outdoor. Yeah, don't tell anyone. Fresh. I'm <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> we won't. So you said you said you cook breakfast. Yeah. What what is your specialty for that you cook for breakfast? Um, I, I make a good avocado toast. Um, oh. but then, I, but yeah, just eggs, um, like shaved Parmesan prosciutto, um, on like a nice, like whole grain toast, um, some coffee. Nice. Um, Very nice. yeah, yeah. I love pancakes, but I, I don't make like a really good pancake, um, <laughs> but like, yeah. And then like a sausage, egg and cheese on the go with like on a nice sesame bagel. That's my nice. Oh. That's my like, yeah, my go-to for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I used to live in New York, and so anytime you mention like sausage, egg, and cheese, or bacon, mm-hmm. egg, and cheese, it's like mm-hmm. that's yeah, like because we need they, we need our bagels. So yeah, right. Um, I haven't found a bagel spot here necessarily, but I will give San Diego a lot of credit. The, the um, California burritos they have for breakfast, they don't have that on the East Coast. Yeah, burritos that's true. are really good. Mm. Really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're glad we're glad as an East Coaster you recognize that burritos in San Diego are good. Unlike a for, a current Padres player who came out and said East Coast Mexican food was better, and San Diego basically dis- almost disowned him. <laughs> he's yeah. still on the he's still on the list of disliked players, most disliked players. I was like, even if I believed that, I wouldn't say that. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I think it was There's some things I know not. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that was funny. Yeah, that came out on Twitter. That's funny. <laughs> Alan, I think um yes. I think this is a good time to talk about the fundraiser that's coming yes. up. Yes. So you right. just announced who won the kit and I didn't win it, so we're not gonna talk about it. Um <laughs> but um I think surprise you had some jerseys that you that, that, like that one. That one's sweet. Right? I love it. Yeah, I know. It's very colorful. Purple is yeah. my color, I think. You know, I was going to wear a purple shirt, Alan. You should have told me because we would have been coordinated. Like last week, we weren't coordinated. So I'm never the, coordinated. Spread the wealth, Alan. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I'm not I'm, I'm not mad. I just no. don't want to talk about it because I didn't win. I'm excited that other people are, especially, I think he's, it was like Seattle something or other. So yeah, I know he's you, a loyal fan. It, did you see, uh, see her message? Um, I did not. It was like, I'm gonna maybe I'm gonna read it. It was go for it. Go ahead. I guess I can read it because it's Twitter, right? She put it out there. Yes, right. So sweet. Um, yeah, it wasn't a direct message. Here, let's see if I can find it. Um, but yeah, in the meantime, sorry. Finish what you're saying, and then I'll, I can tell you more about that. I, I so playing for Pride fundraiser. Um, playing for Pride happens every year now. As a, as I've been in San Diego, when I first 
moved down here, I always thought Pride was in July because that's when the Pride happened in San Diego. Okay. Hey, what happened? You got frozen. Alan, you're gone. Uh, I'm here. Okay. Oh, back? All right. Yeah, you are. So it's like Pride's like a two month deal in San Diego because you get Pride Month in June, but then the Pride Parade actually mm-hmm. happens in July in San mm-hmm. Diego. So it's like we get two full months. So I never felt feel like Pride ends in June. I feel like it's kind of like a whole summer thing. Right. Um, but playing for Pride happens in June. Um, it's a month long thing. Um, and I've participated with Orange County last year with the, the podcast up there. But you want to talk about uh, what playing for Pride is and what it what what its goals were this past year? Yeah. So playing for Pride started, I think, two or three years three years ago, and um, it basically pledges support from from players in the NWSL, um, MLS, USL, any level really professionally. Um, and it just raises the awareness of um, homophobia in sport in our country um, and um, raises money for Athlete Ally, which is an organization that helps provide like educational resources for coaches and um, students and, and organizations. Um, just, just yeah, combating homophobia and and, and sub- supporting like transgender uh, people in sport and um, yeah, it's just a great initiative and and, and, and really it was founded on um, the idea of allyship and um, like we know, see today that there's a lot of um, fake activism and fake allyship that we see today and um, playing for pride is a perfect example of how to be a good ally. Um, it was started by Austin Deleuze, um, a former uh, D- demon de- deacon. He played at Wake Forest. Um, and he basically, in response to um, the bathroom bill that was, that was passed in North Carolina, and I think in 2015, maybe, or maybe a little bit, maybe 2018, um, he was basically like, hey, like, this is not indicative of our, of our state. I want to spread um, awareness and love, and I want to speak to the community that I know and, and, and we're a community that's inclusive. and." Uh, brings people together and so he um he gathered a bunch of straight soccer players and 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 made sure that the community knew that that um they're supporting lgbtq plus people so oh yeah you so i mean that's really that's awesome i think it's you know i think if we can bring in as many people into the game of sport i think this is a really good way to bring light to it um we have a question that, you know, Chris couldn't join us, but uh, we want to make sure that he, you know, he had a question specifically, like, what would it mean to you um, to have like an all inclusive supporters group, like aimed at promoting like LGBT community? Like if it was like, what does it mean to you to, to like have the supporters group? It would mean a lot. You know? I mean, mm-hmm. like, yeah, like that actual visual in the stadium, like to me, that just means that the club is a place for everybody and it should mm-hmm. be and and in and, and one way they can be for everybody is by having a lgbtq plus supporters group um yeah. because there there are tons of fans out there that want to support a team that they feel comfortable going to a stadium and, and doing that um mm-hmm. for me yeah seeing seeing that seeing um whether it's the rainbow flags but just just a place where fans can can openly be themselves and and, and support a team that they love that, that goes a long way. And I think it would only help the club too, because one, there's people in the stands, there's people that care about the community that are in the stands, but then there's a place that you can actually have open dialogue um, 
with their community and it right. and it shouldn't be like oh like i wonder what the lgbtq community like cares about in san diego it's like no you actually have these people that are going to support your club they're going to go to games and you actually ask them how they feel about certain su- things or subjects or you ask them about how certain legislation's hurting them in our in our city or mm-hmm. state or country um and uh you actually have a place where you can have dialogue with them so um and get to know people that maybe aren't like you it's only it's going to make you a better person for it um so yeah. i know so we had a, a supporters group that was lgbtq plus and um uh i met them on, on several different occasions and just being able to, to to have those conversations with them they're obviously proud of me i'm i'm really excited to have fans that um i relate to and um and uh yeah, we, I think we do have, I don't know if it's an official supporter group right now, but they are, uh, I mean, I don't know if they're under the locals or whatever, but they are on Twitter and rainbow underscore loyals. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know anyone yeah. in there, but it takes time with games too, right? Like in yeah. a, in a full season, like, like we've missed these nights where we can bring different people to games and we, and all it takes is one game and, and, and one really fun night out watching soccer that that you're going to get different types of people out to the games um Mm -hmm. so um yeah you start a group like that with five or ten people they bring different cups different types of people each game like like it's Mm -hmm. just going to spread and um it's going to make that community bigger i guess yeah yeah i mean that's kind of like my mission you know to bring all one person or two people at a time that like are not really involved in the soccer community and you know just it starts with us i guess you know there's a book called it starts with you and i'm like it starts with everyone that's there right now so we can grow it bigger it does yeah there's kind of a kind of a cool lgbt kind of i don't say movement in san diego but the the area of san diego used to live in the city council the state assembly and state senate were all represented by members of the lgbtq community um, so I know that there's a strong presence. It's just, can we connect the strong presence that exists in San Diego with the soccer team? And you're right. It t- does take time and it does take games yeah. and it takes yeah. that community building that mm-hmm. unfortunately we've gotten a chance to, but yeah. then also haven't really gotten a chance to. Um, yeah. And I, the gay soccer, um, soccer team, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you know about them, but they've they've reached out to me, and um, I would have loved to have, to have met them, but haven't been able to yet. Um, and uh, I, there was a there was a team in Minnesota too. Um, but yeah, like getting those guys involved um, is huge. Um, so. So on our side, we asked, we did a kind of a retweet blitz uh, to get see if we can get some retweets Thank and. You. We were doing a dollar per retweet, but we ended up with 55 retweets. So we will be donating a dollar for each one of those. So nice. we'll be donating 55 bucks for playing for pride. Uh, we're going to put, we're going to put that out on Twitter. And um, if people want to match that, um, we'll post our donation. And if people want to match that or come close to matching it, uh, we encourage, although pride oh. month is over and they're essentially, you know, the month is over, but I know that they still fundraise uh, throughout the year. Yeah. Yeah, it's important. I mean, there, there's Pride Month, but but people need support yep. throughout the year, and and I think that's what we're we're finding with with uh, the Black Lives Matter movement. I, I hate calling it a movement. It's it does it's 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 more than a movement. It shouldn't even mm-hmm. be a. Um, but we can't just care now. 
we need mm -hmm. to actually be working on this for years and years and years. It's really mm -hmm. important to be doing now, but it can't just be, oh, this was really amazing. People are speaking up, people are supporting, people are educating themselves for the next two, three months. No, mm -hmm. it's got to keep on going. So um, same thing with Pride. I mean, Pride Month is cool, um, but uh, there's there's a lot of different organizations that need help. There's a lot of transgender people in our country mm -hmm. that need a lot of support right now. Um, people need to educate themselves on, on on transgender people, what it would be like to be a trans person. Um, as a mm -hmm. cis person myself, I'm constantly trying to educate myself on um, what it would be like to be in a, to be born into a body that you don't you you don't see for yourself or you like right. you don't identify with. Like that's mm -hmm. that's that's something that I think we all could just just think about, you know. So. Mm -hmm. And I know oh, athlete, athlete ally and playing for pride, they're donating part of their proceeds uh, yep. to the Audrey Lord project, um, yep. kind of for that very reason. Um, mm -hmm. I wanted to highlight that as well. Uh, so we'll be donating. Um, it was cool to see like Zach Lubin retweeting. Uh, I think we even got like a San Jose earthquake player to retweet. It was like super cool to see it kind of work its way through the soccer community. Yeah. Um, there's tons of, tons of different guys that are, that have been, supporting it. I, I think it's a shame that we don't have games this year because that game mm -hmm. perspective is really a special part of it. Um, mm -hmm. So I think that we lost some traction there. Um, whereas the past two years we were building, building. Um, I don't know what the numbers were the past two years of um, of money raised, but um, I think you, you end up actually uh, donating more money throughout the month with like the different games you play that, and, and all mm -hmm. that stuff. So um but it's all good we'll keep so, moving so yeah we wanted to thank you for bringing that to san diego yeah um, and, and and i don't know why but i need to recruit more like i think that that's the that's the part that's fun is that like you get guys that actually are playing playing the games to mm -hmm. like it becomes a competition slash something that you do with your teammates like next year i'm like i'm gonna be recruiting some of the guys to do it with me like there's there's no reason i should be the only one and right, and we and we look forward to helping with that, and also, um, you know, d maybe doing some player drafts to see who we uh, match donations with uh, yeah. next year. Yeah, that's, uh, that's the best way to do it. Is like, is that, that that would be awesome? Yeah, like pick a guy and um, and 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 he's your guy that you go, that you that you match. That that's we were missing that this year. You know, we we, we had all the guys saying like, oh, like please help and donate, but um. It's, it's it's more fun when you when you kind of follow along with your, your favorite player or someone that's me and, and you can kind of match it. So, um, some of the Orange County guys, we did a NWSL draft, uh, pick teams, blind pick blind draft, pick teams, and we we're doing a uh, draft around our uh, donations around the NWSL Challenge Cup. Okay. Uh, have so, have you watched any of that? And if so. No, you haven't because you've been training. Because I've been training, I don't have cable, and my computer broke this week. So I like, even if I could find a stream, it, it, it wouldn't have been a good week. But triple I, whammies. I would watch. Uh, do you have any? Do you have an NWSL team that you follow or yeah, players? In spirit. Right. Yeah. I watched that first match, and I don't didn't really watch a lot of NWSL before, so I was like, I'm going to watch every single game. Yeah. I'm going to fall in love with the team. And that first Washington Spirit match was amazing. I didn't they're, watch it. They're so fun. What was the score? 
Uh, two to one. Okay. Um, and I was like surprised, but like Rose Lavelle, not Rose Lavelle, Rose Lavelle. And I was then Rose. Yeah. 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 Does she play for the spirit? She does. Isn't she? Yeah. 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 Was she it? What's that? Was she killing it? That first match she did. It was yeah. like some of her passing, the moves she made, like yeah. it was, I remember watching her at the last world cup and we were discussing who the best player was. And Landon came over and was like, Lavelle, that's my favorite player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She looks like a twig, but she is a beast. Yeah, she yeah. is a beast. She is a beast. Did you do you know Annie Sullivan, the name? Like on the spirit? Yes. Yeah, she um I trained with her in the off season and she's a great person and a really good player. Um and so she's uh she's up there with my favorites. And then um and yeah, yeah. I but I trained with a couple of the players in, in the off season, which was which was nice. That's awesome. So, so you heard it here first. Colin Martin is pulling for Washington yeah. to and win the Paige, shout out Paige. Paige on um on Washington Spirit. Nice. Okay. <laughs> He's a beast. It's nice. hard to pick one. I feel like I, I feel like it's just like I kinda like Sky Blue FC because I'm you know, I don't know, I guess I'm connected to the, the general manager on LinkedIn. Okay. But, you know, it's kind of I don't know. Like it's new for me to watch this new league, so it's hard to pick a team and say, "Okay, that's mm-hmm. my team." Yeah. I feel like you have to like watch a few more matches than just like three or four to really yeah. say, "Oh, that's my team." You know, so I agree. I agree. Yeah. it's exciting though. Um, let me see. Uh, Alan, did you have anything else? I I like lost my oh um, challenge cup. Yeah. About the challenge cup. No, no. We, were, we just asked if he watched it yeah. or if he has a favorite team player. And, yeah. Um, and then, as far as the season, the schedule just dropped. Um, yes. But are there any matches that you are like kind of circling on your calendar, or like you're excited, um, or that you are looking forward to playing in the most? Um, no, not in particular. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a shame that we can't just play every team in the West. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I was looking forward to going all over, playing all the teams. Um, mm-hmm. But so no, not like anything in particular. But uh, yeah, I've heard we have a hard schedule. I don't know what that means, but yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I think I think we have termed it the group of death of the USL, um, oh. based on prior. Like points per game now. Obviously, Phoenix kind of rises that average because they won like forty thousand games last season. But yeah, yeah have, that was a good challenge. That, so I guess Phoenix. I'm looking forward to playing them. Yeah, you have Orange County up the road. LA was a playoff team last year. Um, Vegas is going to Vegas, um, and then San Diego was kind of tapped as a possible playoff play-in team from a lot of people. So you have three playoff teams from last year, and then the loyal in there. That's four really solid teams yeah. vying for two spots, but we know we have a good team. Um, it seems like the team's vibing well. Um, yeah. A lot of the social media posts seems like you guys are having a good time <laughs> training hard, but having a good time. We are, we are. Yeah. We're, um, it feels good to have one back, back together. Um, cause mm-hmm. we were doing like, like different groups. So like for a while we, like, I wouldn't even see some of the guys like during a day. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we're working hard. Um, it'll be nice cause we've only been able to play against each other. It'd be nice to be able to like, to play against some other teams. So 
Um, but yeah, we're, we're in a good mood. Good. That's awesome. That's my dog. That's <laughs> your the dog. One that he pulled down the curtains earlier. He likes yeah. to play with them, so they just fall over. Yeah. <laughs> he always makes an appearance. Yeah. One of cool. them does, yes. Um, is there anything that you would like to say or cover? What's up, Harry? Um, um, just that I can't wait to meet you guys in person. Um, whenever that will be, you know. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and, we are. With, we'll hope. Th- we'll f- keep Mayor. our fingers crossed that maybe we'll be able to. Well, at least me. I don't know about Alan. So, I'll speak for myself. About be able to put some people in that in that in that stadium. That's me. Yeah. I'm not a health expert. I don't really know what I'm doing, saying, but <laughs> they should be able to put some people in that stadium. I hope. So. I know Warren threw out Qualcomm during our the locals chat about if you can rent it for a couple games and think about it, you can spread out a large group of people in mm-hmm. that stadium, no problem. Um, but there's something that'd be expensive, no? different about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably or cheap. Who knows? Uh, if they're not being able to get any events in there, they might be willing to give a deal. But yeah. I think there's something special about playing in something designed to watch soccer and kind of that closer to the pitch environment. But um, obviously, uh, I've said this before. Um, I I just would hope whatever decisions made, you know, your as players, the players and the staff, their safety is taken in consideration. And yeah, I would. Yeah, we're just we're wishing you yeah. uh, good health. And I know that um, it's going to be a whirlwind of of fourteen matches. Uh, yeah. We're going to come quick and heavy. Uh, so we, you know, we're hoping that you you all are safe and healthy and have a uh, a good season. And thank you. Sorry, the wind blew something down in my room. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I think that's an important aspect of it. Um, and so we've been fortunate that we have all negative tests, but. Um, we we got another message today that got to be diligent, got to be safe, got to be continuing with with mm-hmm. uh, the right measures. So because um, you just don't know, you know, you you think you're doing everything right, and then and then you might you might be might yeah have, might have the virus. So. And you look you look good on the pitch against Tacoma. Um, so we're we're looking forward to seeing uh, some more of that play. Some that assist was awesome, um, and you know, I, we realize that sometimes the midfielders, especially when it's a little more defensive, don't get as much love as you know um, some of the forwards and wingers. But um, know that there's a large contingent of people who really appreciate uh, what you do on the pitch. Um, and goals are no goals. I know there's a lot of group, a lot of people really rooting for your success. Um, and we're are looking forward to seeing you back out on that pitch uh, in orange yes. and or white. Thanks so much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and if people want to follow you, find out about the fundraiser, or just interact with you, they can follow you there, right, on Twitter. That's your yeah. Twitter uh, login or Twitter hashtag, whatever. You know what I mean. <laughs> Twitter username. Yes, okay. Twitter yes, Twitter handle. That's right. Any other yeah. social medias that you, you do? Um, I'm on Instagram, CM7MD. Um, sorry for the terrible handle names. They were 
created and I haven't been able to change them. I, I, have, I got advice that, or MD, MD. MD, okay. Yeah. I, but I, I, yeah, I got advice that like, oh, you should probably switch your name so that it's easier for people to find you or easier for whatever. But like that CM7 MD, I don't know why, but it's like, it's staying. Yeah. So, yeah. It's okay. That's that's what it is now. Um, that's what it is. That's what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Well, we really enjoyed talking to you. Obviously, I put your Twitter handle up there, but CM7MD on Instagram. Uh, you can find him on uh, Twitter if you guys uh, want to check out the fundraiser or anything that's going on with you, Colin. Obviously, we're about to get you on the pitch and see you actually play. So if you haven't seen that I'm sure it'll be on what ESPN, ESPN Two, Plus, yeah, Deportes, I think. And then the next yeah. one's Deportes. Okay. Yes. Uh, but also locally on CW. Cool. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Awesome. Thank you for joining us, Colin, and we'll see you yeah. hopefully on the pitch in awesome. person soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Bye. Take care. Um, some last minute housekeeping uh, from Ricardo. I said, anything you yes. want us to mention? He said, schedules out. Uh, safety first. We have to develop extensive protocols for prevention. Uh, yes. Everyone's excited and ready to return to play. Um, look for next week. There'll be a nice surprise next week. So he's uh, teasing that out. Um, and then um, we forgot to mention at the top, uh, at togethersandiego.com, um, yes. The San Diego Loyal are selling uh, Together San Diego Black Lives Matter shirts. Uh, this is very yes. similar to these Together San Diego. Uh, this kind of seems to be an initiative type of deal. Uh, mm-hmm. They're twenty five dollars, and um, it'll the proceeds will go to the Association of African American Educators, I believe. Yes, Association of African American Educators of San Diego. That's where the proceeds will go from that Black Lives Matter T shirt. Uh, on the front, it just says Together San Diego with the O as the San Diego Loyal Crest. On the back, it says Black Lives Matter. Um, so get on that as well. Uh, help support uh, your local communities and make a um, what I think is a non-political statement, but a statement nonetheless that Black Lives Matter. Yes, they still matter. I think I've seen a lot of uh, social media posts, you know, about reminding people because we don't right. want it to be like a think that you just did for like a day and then it's done right it's not a hashtag it's a way of life it's not Uh, a movement right like like colin said yeah definitely and i I know he went out to a march they highlighted that that he went out and um Mm -hmm. he put he put himself out there and so it's he's not just about hey i'm gonna do a fundraiser to give away a kit he's all he's about that life so um stay active reach out to your community members, uh, make mm-hmm. sure that they feel welcome. And I think that's, you know, what loyal is about. That's what our community is about. So mm-hmm. we got to put that into action. Definitely. Marissa. Well, I think if we want to connect with, if you're listening to this, you don't already follow me, follow me. You can find me at hashtag Marissa spelled out. And where can we find you, Alan? A Underwood 48 on the Twitter machines. Awesome. And Chris is not here, but we will shout him out. You can find him at by Chris Walker on the Twitter machines. And I'm not sure if he has an Instagram, but that's where you find him. You can connect with him, DM him, figure out where it's at. But he should be back next week. 
Nice. And then we will have so much to talk about. And I'm really right. excited because this is like, oh, we're about to be like talking about real matches. Right. We got previews. We got awesome. breakdowns. We got real soccer to talk about. Yeah, I believe we'll be back at our, our normal time. I know we haven't talked about it, but I'm pretty sure it'll be Wednesday around 7. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, stay tuned to our Twitters. And if you guys have any questions you want to ask or if you have a suggestion on what we should talk about, definitely hit us up. So that is it for us today. Alan, you have anything else to say? No, just have a great, great weekend. Stay safe. Yes. yes. Stay distanced. Awesome. Wear a mask. Yes. Wear a mask. Mask on, sucker. This and every episode is brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network. You can find other podcasts on bgn.fm. The Fairweather Podcast is also sponsored by Roughneck Scarves, the official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Tired of the same old uniforms and cookie cutter templates from Nike and Adidas? Looking for a unique, completely custom kit for your youth club, Sunday league squad, adult, or even pro team? Icarus FC can help you create a kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Let them help you design your new custom kit today at IcarusFC.com.